Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we have a very special episode for you. Last week we talked about the market in New West and what was going on. If you want to go back and find it, it is called A New West Side Story. Uh, We are following that up today. We are going to be taking a deep dive looking at New West neighborhood by neighborhood. If you've been thinking about moving here, this is going to give you a great idea of where you want to live. And if you are a longtime resident of New West, you are going to have an excellent picture of who your prospective buyers are. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Right, episode eight. I am Jeff McLennan. I'm here with Jeremy Ray and some other guy. Oh, man, come on, <laughs> say my name, Jeff. Say my name. <laughs> Named Matt Bravins. Uh, we are with Remax Advantage, and today we're going to be taking a deep dive on New West neighborhood by neighborhood. Uh, before we get into that, though, what's been going on, guys? I I don't know. <laughs> no. you, you don't know what's going um, on. I um, I think we. I think we mentioned this last week, and maybe we should be listening to the previous episodes, but um, negotiated an offer over like a week or so. Ooh. Accepted. Negotiating is back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure we just talked about this last week. Yeah, we talked a little bit. Um, Yeah. But still, still amazing news. Yeah. Feels very, good. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, it feels great. Without getting into it in too much detail, I will mention that we're getting the vibe that my prediction that our little blip on condo activity yeah. is already moving in a positive direction. Specifically about days on market? Yeah. Well, just that it okay. wasn't, uh, the lull was a short, temporary So you're lull. saying so far you think condo activity is picking up? Yes, it's improving. Okay. And, and we won't get into it at a time, but it's just that, you know, I've just got this vibe that I, f- I felt like it was going to be short-lived, and I think it, I think it was. You're planting your flag. You think yeah. you're, on, you're on pace. I'm going to be buying Jeremy lunch. I was going to say, do you have your lunch place picked out already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to Gotham for lunch. What? Um, it's a long drive. I'll, huh. I'll skip it. What's going on with Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, it's so good. <laughs> uh. You know what I've actually been spending a fair amount of time doing this week? Uh, Jeff's usually our advertising guy for the show, but I've been doing a few more of the ads. Uh, yeah, you've done some good show. ads. Yeah, and it's it's really rewarding, and uh, it's just great to have new listeners. Uh, but it's been it's been really good. I think we're getting out there on different platforms. Jeff's totally an Apple guy, and I don't know why. When Jeff runs ads, all of our users are Apple users. I, I don't know why that happens either, too, because I'm not specifying ios and then i'm an android guy and us, I us ran, apple users just connect on some strange psychic level something going on <laughs> in the back end with your ones and your zeros and then i managed to attract some new android users weird yeah i mean i did present the podcast in a different format yeah where if you clicked on it you had i think more options in terms of how to listen hmm so to the android user out there thank you yeah. so <laughs> the ads i've been running have Tar- sent people to either iTunes, Google Play, or directly to us, our page on Podbean. Yeah. And you, you're going... I'm using a link that was created by Podbean that when you go into it, it says, like, here, listen to it directly or download the app. Mm. It says iOS or Android. And I think maybe if you're an Android user, it, that just appeals to you. Go in and... I mean, same cool. with iOS users, but maybe maybe there was something in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I but- prefer the psychic projections <laughs> theory. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, we're always looking for feedback from our listeners. And if you guys have any opinions on this on our ads or how we're presenting it and you think we can improve it and maybe help more people who you know, who you think should be hearing the show and some ideas, uh, let us know. And 360 video coming soon. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We got we got some exciting new tech, but let's, 3D. let's no, say 360. that. 360. 360. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to... We'll mess around with that. I don't want to make any announcements until we actually can use this. It's stuff. here in charging, though. It is here in charging. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I had an interesting night last night. I had instructions from my buyer to remove subjects on a property we wrote on uh, at 7 p.m. And then at 9 p.m., I got a phone call 
saying, I would like to renegotiate based on the inspection report. At 9? At 9 p.m. So I he sends me the... When, re- when was your deadline to remove subjects? That night. So I've got Ooh. till midnight. Um, and I was there for the inspection report. The clients were not. The exact words the inspector used were, great home, couple minor things, nothing worth freaking out about, was the inspector's comments to me. So I said to him, my buyer, like, okay, well, send me the stuff. Let's take a look at it. Because I hadn't sent in the subject removal yet. And he, he sends it in. And it's a one-page notes, like, um, baseboard is broken. And he couldn't test the fireplace. Because the pilot light, was, the pilot light was off. And some outside settling that it's a strata. It's not his responsibility. Um, so... I call, and it's funny how different people move at different paces, because they're out of town, the buyers, so I I call, and he can't talk, so he's like, talk to my wife, so I talk to the wife, and she's like, Jeff, I have to call you back, I'm actually just sitting down to dinner, (laughs) and I'm like, "Um, well, if you want me to renegotiate, like, we have three hours. Yeah, so minus 60 to 90 yeah. minutes for dinner. No, we, we're not waiting till dinner. And I I felt bad. I I, I, I snapped a little bit. <laughs> oh. And it was a total misunderstanding on their part. Because when I was like, no, we have three hours. You need to eat dinner this after we talk. Your, this should be your priority. But, yeah. You are um, buying a home. They were like, oh, we have subject removals today? I'm like, ah. So... Uh, pro tip, which I did recommend to them as well, is if, if you're a buyer out there and you're um, booking your home inspection, I do recommend that you don't do it on subject removal day because then you don't have time to negotiate. And hmm. I mean, we were able to get a handyman quote and the guy was like, we're talking about like a few hundred dollars worth of work. And once once that got in perspective, everybody kind of calmed down and we went ahead. But these are not things you want to be thinking about when you have three right. hours left on your... Do you, think, do you think there was like an outsider that came in and said, now that you have your inspection, you renegotiate? Like maybe someone kind of got that in their head? It's possible. I think um, I think there was a misunderstanding. I, I think a lot of it was lost in translation because they weren't there for the inspection. Right. You know, they, the inspector sent them the report. They saw these things on the report and they thought they were bigger than they, they actually yeah, turned Yeah, when all you be. get to look at is a written report, you start flipping through pages, looking for the things that are noted. Yeah. And you don't realize that the really short list of things that have been noted is out of the ordinary. You yeah. have context to say that, hey, this is like amazing. This is A+. plus. Yeah. This is better than new construction as far as the number of things that I've found. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 100%. So that's, that's what's been going on with what's me. What's going on? Yeah. And this place did, uh, this was a New West townhouse, one of the rare ones. Um, unless anybody else has got anything to say, why don't we get into neighborhoods? I think this is going to be a pretty fun topic. But we're going to miss the news bumper. I know. I know it's sad. The news will be back. So, so we're just, we're doing all neighborhoods today. This, this is just, we're skipping the news. We're skipping the news. We're skipping story time. No story time with Jer. Question of the week. We'll have to wait. If you have questions, send them to feedback at morealestateshow.com. And at the end of this episode, we're going to announce uh, what type of questions, because we got something kind of cool for next episode, too. Uh, but why don't I hold off on that, and let's just get into neighborhood stuff. Let's do it. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. With that money, you lost wrong. Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, so neighborhood by neighborhood. Um... Guys, uh, where do we want to start? Where By the all, river. Where it all started. Ooh. How's that working out for you, Matt? Being clever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I actually always start with that to help people understand New West geography. They're right. like, why isn't it on an east-west grid? What's going on here? And I'm like, it all started from the river and went up. Right. So it was. It started parallel to the river. We're simple river folk <laughs> here in New West. <laughs> Yeah. Just always have to be different. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's start uh, the, the east west thing and the the we have avenues and streets that are both labeled by numbers. I think are the two things that throw people the most off. But oh, who are coming to New West? Considering how small New West is, it is so easy to get lost, turned around. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't count the number of times I've had a friend not from New West call and be like, I'm here on 2nd Ave. And I'm like, no, I said 2nd Street. Mm-hmm. And they're like, did they, did they just run out of names, though? Because they started Front, Columbia, I guess kind of Keyside, Ag- Carnarvon, Agnes, Royal. Royal is let's, one. Well, and Let's Key- start with some numbers now. <laughs> Key- Keyside would have came way later, right? Right. Because like, it's not as old. So that got added. But, but it's like it is it is like named streets, and then yeah. Well, the earliest at Royal, the, they're like the earliest meh, development of, of New West probably only went as far as Queens, which yeah. is the equivalent of first, and then it started counting up from there. Who knows? Um, we'll save the history lesson maybe for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna start with uh, downtown and sort of the adjacent part of downtown uh, waterfront as well, uh, the key which I think a lot of people who maybe are unfamiliar with New West are familiar with the key and just downtown yep. New West because the SkyTrain runs through there. It's just uh, kind yep. of, you can't and, miss it. And we should, we'll be clarifying to um, MLS boundaries, our kind of neighborhood boundaries. Yeah. Cause there's the MLS boundaries, but there aren't, um, they're not necessarily how residents think of them. And, and, and there, some of them are like two different neighborhoods are kind of lumped into one MLS boundary. Mm-hmm. Like like the Heights, right? Massey and Victory Heights are two different neighborhoods, but on MLS, it's just the Heights. Sure. So, and, and so the key is south of Columbia Street for MLS purposes. Okay, well, that gets really complicated to our listeners. I mean, they understand the key as waterfront, which I guess if you say south of Columbia, mm-hmm. it starts to make sense. But it's still... okay. Uh, let's start from the beginning, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's a couple buildings that really aren't in the key that MLS thinks are in the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beg- Begby, Interurban. Yeah. Traven Holbrook. Yeah, but let, let's talk about the key. Okay. So, um, I guess, how do we want to structure this? Because I, f- I feel like what, what the key was originally was a nice place to retire. Yep. Expo 86 kind of era. First building, I think Keyside Tower 1 and 2 were around 88, I'm not mistaken. Probably should have fact-checked that one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my gut tells me early 90s, but the low-rises no, started the, in the late 80s. Yeah, but the yeah, first two yeah, towers are, the, are pre-90s. Yeah, KDK was like 87 or 88, I think. But um, So let's, let's try to position this for our listeners. Obviously, our people who live on the key and have been there for a while, they know exactly what it is. But yeah. for somebody who's thinking of coming into New West, Jeremy, you've talked about this before. Um, you know, We think of a lot of young people consider New West, and they start with downtown on their radar. But they don't really see downtown and the key as being much different from each other. Is that fair That's to say? Correct. Yeah. Geographically, because we're actually quite small here, right? So, I, well, and I, I kind of think, and you guys might disagree with me on this, that as far as a new buyer is concerned, there's two, like the key can kind of be broken up into two different areas. There's, there's like young people coming from Vancouver love the lofts in Murano. Mm-hmm. The Q, they kind of like the high-rise beside Murano. But a lot of the 90s stuff, they're not as wild about. Like, I get a lot of people who specifically want to look at Murano. They don't want to look at the key. They want to look at those lofts that they have friends at that's sure. walking distance to Steel and Oak, right? Like, sure. And then you get the buyers that, because you've got a bit a mix there, right? Sort of 90s buildings and then a couple that are a bit newer. Um, so younger people, yeah, like the newer buildings. Primarily, it was more, I guess, kind of retired uh, people demographic wise down there, but all that's changing. People want proximity to SkyTrain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all that uh, definitely definitely is changing. Well, and the, the mall really helps. Like, how long ago did the mall go in? Now, seven years ago. Like being able to enter right off the overpass, I think, has really improved. 
Yeah, that improved like, access to the key a ton, right? It felt yeah. a lot more connected to shops and SkyTrain yeah. and all that stuff. And I uh, guess the revitalization of the key itself, because there was a good chunk of years where that was just dead. The river market. The river market. Yeah, the yeah. new yeah the new name for it. Um, so for yeah for most people they like the younger people coming from out of area people within the west um, they like the new buildings like the lofts uh, the '90s eras they're bigger so that yeah. can really appeal to people that you're getting larger square footage now bedrooms are or one bedrooms are 800 sort of plus one in dens yeah and that's why the key still today continues to appeal to downsizers yeah I, I think the key is the number one downsizer spot like somebody who's lived in new west a long time yeah and they're selling a big house and they don't want to give up their space and they've no. all and and they get something right they get a view they get walkability well yeah you get to go walk on the boardwalk on the river which is really yeah. nice to step out your door and have that lifestyle when you're spending more time around the house right and there's a ton of options at the key from the big one bedroom that jeremy mentioned to they have big three bedrooms they have there's 1500 square foot three bedrooms oh yeah, yeah. Some, plenty on the key those top floor tiffany shores ones i mean those are those feel bigger than some houses. Yeah, they're over so. 2,000 square feet. Yeah. Some of them. So there's a lot of options there in the key, right? And then yeah. the funny thing is, is that when you move along the boardwalk towards New West Sky train station, uh, you think that you're out of the key because you've crossed the train tracks. Right. But according to MLS standards and boundaries, if you put in like downtown as my neighborhood to search for, yeah, or uh, you won't get three of the, the essential new towers and I, I think that's a mistake. Like, because that's downtown. Those US. towers to me are downtown. They're not the key. Let, before we move from the key to downtown, though, let's talk about. You mentioned the train tracks. Ooh, how big of a factor is that at the key? Now, everyone, I, I, everyone I, wants to know. I've are they noisy? The key. Jeremy's lived at the key. Yeah. Um, I, I never heard them. I was on a low rise on the riverside. But I had um, vibrating lamps that when the trains would go by, I couldn't hear them, but I, I knew they were going by because my vibrating lamps would turn on and off. <laughs> sorry, what? When I, when I lived down at What's the key. What's a vibrating lamp? Uh, sorry, a vibrating lamp. Uh, thank you. Uh, a, a touch lamp. Oh, okay. so the, Sorry. I had touch lamps. The vibrations from the trains going by would cause the touch lamps to go on and off. I, I, and I was young. I thought we had ghosts. And my mom had to explain, like, okay, go outside. There's a train going by. It's not a ghost. Uh, trains not going anywhere. Frequent questions. Are they They loud? were there first. What's the schedule? Like, they're done by 10 or so. They're yeah. kind of random times. Um, better now because of the whistle cessation program. Yeah. But, but they, we they still, still shunt. And right? that's something for anyone who doesn't know New West. You're not avoiding trains. They wrap around the whole yeah, I mean, City. you hear them everywhere. So, I, I hear them in my place. Yeah, when yeah. I was living in the loft, quietest place I ever lived in, uh, we were ground floor, but on the south side, so riverside, um, super quiet. When you're on now the opposite I'm, building, opposite side of the building to where the tracks are, it is a your shelter, noticeable pretty difference. Good, yeah. right. when, you, when you literally face the tracks, yeah, it, it can be pretty intrusive. Now, it's infrequent, the intrusive part. The trains themselves passing by... I mean, sometimes they're, they're moving along and you look at the window and you don't even know, you didn't know they were going by until you looked. Yeah. It's what you mentioned is shunting. And for people who don't know, that's when they're connecting two cars together. Yeah. And if you've never heard it in real life, uh, you are pretty shocked the first time you hear it. You don't know what just happened. Yeah. It depends on the operator too, because sometimes they're coming in hot and it's just like, boom, mm. so loud. And then other times they're able to do it quieter. Yeah. It's a nice, quiet sort of little chunk. Mm. But uh, there's, like Jerry said, there's no schedule. They can be loud. They can be intrusive. If you're on the other side of the building, essentially river facing, you're paying a premium. You're paying a premium for a view and you're paying a premium for a lot more serenity insulation from the trains. Yep. But then when you get into downtown New West, there are buildings that face the train tracks as well. And those are with the river view. Right. And then people seem to be able to ignore the trains because they have a river view. Yep. So <laughs> so if, you, if I'm a seller down at the key. I'm either looking my, – my potential buyer is probably somebody downsizing from a house or if I've got new – like Murano or the Q or maybe some of the newer kind of hip stuff, potentially first-time buyers. Is that, is that I would safe say to say? What should a seller fairly, know? Fairly accurate. Um, we still get a lot of people coming from Vancouver. Um, we get people from New West that want to stay in New West. Yeah. Sell their house. With the older buildings, I would say more than anywhere else in New West, how you decorate and how you renovate 
has a massive impact on who you're going to attract. Yeah. Because even in some of those older low rise buildings or some of the older, uh, you know, concrete towers, um, if it's renovated in a way that is a lot more modern and it sort of suits the younger buyer, they seem to all of a sudden just look past everything else that they kept saying they didn't want to be in these buildings. Right. You know, uh, but they are the anomaly, right? So sort of stuff cool. to look out for. Okay. Should we move yeah. across the street? Downtown. To down, the downtown. <laughs> um, I didn't think we were going to have that much to say about the key, but. Downtown is uh, the hot spot. SkyTrain proximity. SkyTrain. Da- Sky yeah. Da- the downtown buyer in Sky my train. mind isn't thinking new west they're thinking how can i stay close to vancouver yeah <laughs> like really more like a lot of people want to live in new west and there's obviously there you know this is a gross generalization there are people who move downtown that like new west but there's a big chunk of people who i want to be on the sky train i want to be 20 minutes to downtown so you're saying downtown new west is a bedroom community um i haven't <laughs> uh Meaning they don't take part in the community? I, I don't know that term. Oh, a bedroom community, because I grew up in Tawasson. Okay. Is they, they say that you go there to sleep, right? So you wake up in the morning, you do your stuff, you leave your home, yeah. you go off and do all your things, and you come home to go to bed. Yes. I, I would say that for a large portion of people living downtown, that describes. And and there's so much cool stuff happening downtown <laughs> in New West. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's like, like a nightlife or anything too crazy. A couple good restaurants now which is getting better Couple good restaurants some live one live music venue yeah well and there's there's the street truck festival now there's the what was the festival where you could drink you could walk around new west nights or no, that was what, fridays what, on front yeah which fridays are coming back front. in the next uh, week or two they're gonna start up again yeah yeah and but i mean there is a good vibe in downtown new west it's improved a lot over the years and people who want to just walk out their door and feel a vibe walking around and connect with stuff or go to different places it absolutely works well and it's changed so much like Downtown New West, when I was a kid, was known for two things. It was known for wedding dresses and strip clubs. Like, that that was what people outside of New West thought of, downtown New West. Yeah. And most of the strip clubs have been gotten rid of at this point. But you can still get a wedding dress. <laughs> There's still lots of wedding dresses, but it's not what it's known for anymore. Um, now it's this super fun area that you can walk around on, and there's no... Like, I think downtown has a... They've really managed to improve the the area. Like there, you kind of didn't want to go downtown unless you had a really specific reason to be there. Now there's always a reason to be there because of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to get too much into like the history, but Old New West that was the main street. Yeah, that was where everything was happening. That was the place to be. Um, and then I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Around the 60s or so, people started getting into malls and things like that. And then, yeah, people just weren't quite hanging out or doing the, the street mm-hmm. um, sort of shopping and things like that. Uh, and so, yeah, it was it was kind of stagnant. Not a lot happening. Not a lot of new buildings. The, the key was the big the new big new thing, new development. Uh, but now we're seeing developers are getting into it. You've got the Bozas. Um, but even when the towers came in in the mid 2000s you yeah. know that was they were kind of taking a chance but yeah totally right? and now and that was definitely a, if you build it they will come a gentrification type thing you know putting three the three towers, towers at, at, on top of new yeah. station changed every the plaza 88 was and, a, but but not right away like it, i i remember they had a bit of time like those didn't sell out when they first did cuz they kind of went up right as the market was crashing and there, there was a lot of worry about there. New West doesn't need this many people. And then, sure enough, as the market came back and housing got more and more expensive, definitely for sure. And then again, that mall I think was massive. Yeah, you know. So before it was downtown New West, and people kind of got used to it. They were thinking uptown, right? Right. Which is another sort of separate hub of high. You wouldn't want to be downtown. That was there wasn't any appeal to living in the downtown US, the new downtown or the new urban hub was, yeah, potentially uptown, right? Yeah, well, and, and New West for a long time had a real uh, reputation as being a place where there were young people who were in school and there were retirees. And uptown for a long time really had that reputation of, like, there's that block on Princess behind the mall that's kind of a little unofficial retirement community <laughs> in New West. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, and I think it's partly because of what Jeremy said, though, that, you know, Columbia Street, 
was sort of this commercial district and then the era of the malls came in yeah and it's not even there now this is before our generation really was that was the woodward site and that was when that became sort of the hub of new west and commerce and all the rest of it so that created all this density and development in uptown new west well wood woodward's now and they may have moved it but when i was a kid woodward's was uptown that's what i mean Okay, so it, you're not saying down. You're saying because Woodward's was uptown, yeah. nobody was going downtown. Yeah, Woodward's was part of the creation yeah. of this new department, department store stores, yeah. malls that, yeah. that pulled people away from all the little mom and pop shops. Yeah. on a Columbia Street. Well, and and there were mom and pop shops in the mall, like the mall, and the mall really suffers now. Um, but when I was a kid, that mall was thriving, and there were lots of little little stores in there that like, yeah, we'd go there all the time. It was, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, Uptown now is still a great community. It appeals to different people. So we got the people who we know it appeals to today. We talked about that as a certain section of it is an unofficial retirement community. Yeah. And then because they can walk to everything. And also there's a bit of a cliqueiness to it. Like I, I, I've had buyers who are specifically like all my friends are in 719 princess I only want that building. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know what else? uh, I don't know. Maybe this doesn't come up with your clients, but when people talk to me about coming into new West or downsizing and they're really aging, right? Mm -hmm. It's, there's a ton of resources in uptown. Essentially every medical service you need is there. Yeah. It's fantastic. And everything else you need from day to day lifestyle stuff. But the other part is, and I think people who aren't from new West know this is new West is very hilly. Yeah. And uptown is not. Yeah. It's flat. And that's really the only place where you can just settle in and not have to fight with going up or down a hill. I I think one of the biggest mistakes whoever planned New West made was when, and we'll get into Fraser View in a bit, but Fraser View is a giant hill and all of those buildings were designed to be senior living. They were all age controlled when they were first introduced. Age controlled, yeah, but careful, don't call it senior living. Well, okay, so some of them are 55. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're going to upset some of our listeners who are 21. No, but they're not 21 and up. There's 19 plus. I think most of, now I could be mistaken, I don't think those ones were originally 19 plus. I think when it was originally designed, it was all supposed to be 55 and up, and then some of them have changed them, although I could be mistaken on that. Either way, and as Let's pick an area where people can retire in New West. <laughs> Let's put them on a big hill. Just one giant hill. Meanwhile, all the retirees are actually like, no, no, we're going to Uptown where it's flat and we have all our medical services and you can take an elevator from some of the buildings into the grocery store. Like, it's just bad planning. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll work, we'll work our way east over to Fraser View. So as far as Uptown, though, here's the funny, confusing part of Uptown is we're really making this differentiation from, you know, downtown, which is kind of obviously Columbia streets and sort of a few adjacent streets running along the river and you go up the hill and naturally we kind of feel like once we hit Royal Avenue, we're out of downtown. Yep. And that is the end officially of downtown, but then uptown starts. Yeah. And we still have a couple high rises that are in that sort of middle ground. Yeah. And that's where things are confusing because you're really used to uptown being this little hub, right? Sort of at the the plateau there at the top of the hill, but everything in between, um, is considered uptown, but from a language perspective, you wouldn't think of that as being uptown if you're on third Avenue, for example, right? No, the, the MLS considers it uptown, but I don't think anybody who lives in new West thinks of those areas as uptown. Yeah, which gets very confusing when you're searching if you're somebody if you're not coming from into here, town, sure. right? Yeah. You're using language around these things if you're trying to communicate with somebody to bring them in. So from a buyer's perspective, uh, the locally it's called the brow of the hill. Yeah. Mostly, right? And the one place that stands out to Jeremy and I a lot is 121 10th Street. The 121 tells you it's pretty close to downtown. Right. But it technically crosses the border. Yeah. And if you're putting it on a search, it's considered an uptown tower, but it's a shorter walk to a SkyTrain than a lot of downtown towers. Right. For the most part, Royal Avenue, you're five minutes from SkyTrain. Yeah. Ish. Well, so now uh, Discovery Reach, which is at the bottom of 12th and Royal. On MLS, is that uptown? I think so, yeah. Because that does not feel like uptown to me in the no, in the especially slightest. since it's at like the same grade level as the key. It it's <laughs> yeah, it's at the bottom. Well, as a kid, so I used to 12, live there, 12, and 12. I would walk to the SkyTrain, which is 
so quick to get from there to there. And Matt's, yeah. Matt's looking it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, yeah. So, um, well, should should we talk about? Should we get Uptown into some is, houses? Yeah, I mean, and one sort of final thought on Uptown: pretty mixed, low rise apartments, rental buildings, um, brow of the hill, which is kind of a new trendy word for a section of Uptown. Uh, the worker bees houses like they're smaller there's some older like there's some older <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> there were you have your you have your fancy houses in queen's park yeah and just like brow the hill was kind of like sapperton where you had um the worker people small smaller houses um yeah i always liken it to like before we had strata properties before there were apartments, people bought the small house on the small lot. Right. That was the equivalent of today's two-bedroom condo. And there are neighborhoods where that was more prevalent in New West, which is Brow the Hill and Sapperton. That's where the worker bees yeah. got their houses. So the, I, the I work, understand what bees. you're saying. Okay. I'm just finding your language hilarious. you never heard worker bees? I, well, they're not worker bees who live there today. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they're all million-dollar-plus houses now. Yeah. No, I, I just have never... I have never used that language to, or or heard it to describe. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm out of the loop. If the banker lived in Queens Park, his employees would live in Sapperton or the brow of the, the brow of the hill. Okay, well, why, why don't we why don't we shift over to houses a bit? And I, I think the area that everybody who isn't from New West has probably heard of in, in houses is Queens Park, right? So, what do we have to say about Queens Park? Overrated. Ah! <laughs> old old houses they need a lot of work no garages um you know if you're into all that old stuff old old houses and i'm being completely sarcastic um <laughs> just so much upkeep and maintenance and uh nobody ever actually says that about queen's park no no, no. but i call it as it is <laughs> okay um, so, so why is it that people from outside of New West know it so well? And do they? Good question. Yes, a hundred percent. Whenever I'm talking to somebody not from New West, and are they referring to the park or the neighborhood? No, they're not referring to the park. Um, whenever I talk to somebody not from New West and I say that I'm a realtor from New West, I hear one of two statements: either "Oh, I love the key," or "Oh, I love Queens Park." And that's where I bought my wedding dress. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, but usually we're talking real estate, so they bring up something real estate related. Um, I, I think uh, Queens. What was Matt's question? Why does Queens Park? Why, why does everybody know it? I, I think because it manages to have a completely different identity than the rest of New West. I mean, you're just even the way the streets are tree lined. Like it, it looks different than yep. the rest of Queens Park. You've got all these old, beautiful Victorian houses, um, which isn't everything in the park, but that's what people think of when they when they think of it. Um, Jeremy brought up, I mean, Queens Park rivals any park in the Lower Mainland uh, other than Stanley. <laughs> like, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, and also for a very long time... Uh, I think, you know, we've talked about the disappearing lines between the neighborhoods as people from outside of the city move in. But something people pay a ton of attention to is schools. And uh, for years, Herbert Spencer and Glenbrook North, so the elementary school and the middle school that Queens Park feeds into, have had very, very good reputations. And French Immersion. Yeah, I always get confused because when I was a kid, McBride was the French Immersion, but Spencer is now. Right? Believe so, Matt. Yeah, well, there, there's three French immersion schools. Yeah. Yeah. Tweedsmere in the West End. Yeah. Uh, Kikite downtown New West. Yeah. And then Herbert Spencer. And McBride used to have French, and now I've lost track if it still does. But McBride, I know, started to take over a bigger share of the Montessori program, right. the elementary Montessori program. So I've actually had a hard time keeping track now that my kids are are fully integrated in the school and, you know, they're, they're settled in their places. But... Um, there, there's anyway there's there's different options but I, th- I feel like with queen's park people did know about it and it created this prestige even for people who lived in new west yeah. who would tell people they were from new west 15 years ago and be like oh new west and you say well i live in queen's park and then all of a sudden 
you are thought of in a more positive light. Is and, it like how people from South Surrey say they're from White Rock? Yeah. Okay. Now you got it. <laughs> and it, it probably even enhanced the, the perception of prestige that right. goes with living in Queen's Park. And the neighborhood, in a sense, deserves it because, like you said, it's got you know bigger, wider, more elegant streets, tree-lined streets, and then the houses themselves, the mix when you walk down the street. The reason why people know it is because people like to just walk the street. Mm-hmm. Just wander by and look at all these homes and take pictures. My my favorite thing to do at Christmas is to walk around and look at the houses in Queens Park. So for somebody who is thinking of moving to New West, yeah, and they're aware of Queens Park and yeah. they know that it's so fantastic, and they think to themselves, "Oh, if I were to move to New West, probably the only neighborhood I would want to buy a detached house is in Queens Park." Yeah, is that sort of fair for them to come in with that? I mean, we're we're all New West people, so would you want to try to help? Give them a little more information to digest if that's their their thought coming in. Yeah, I mean, Queen's Park is lovely. We we talked last episode, so we don't need to get into it again. You need to understand the heritage rules that are now in place. I do think um, you pay a huge premium to be in Queen's Park. And so if you're looking at it, there are other fantastic neighborhoods that, you know, you can save a couple hundred grand on. Um, I mean, I know... I don't know if there is a, a, a premium. Pound for pound, apples to apples, the same house in Glenbrook North. Is it really two hundred thousand dollars more? Maybe not two hundred for Glenbrook North, but it it, it is less. Yeah, I, I I feel like that line's gotten blurred. Oh, I. It is hard to compare those two because a lot of yeah Glenbrook has uh, smaller homes, not necessarily smaller lots, but they don't have. The street doesn't have the same appeal, right? Uh, but the homes are de- traditionally smaller. Not all of them, but they're more post-war bungalows. Sure. And you used to have people that would buy a, their first sort of starter home in Glenbrook North. And then the idea was to eventually kind of cross six Well, three blocks over. <laughs> Glenbrook North, for a lot of people, was, okay, I get a lot of the things that I want about Queens Park without having to pay the Queens Park price. Like if you care about school, Glenbrook North feeds into all the exact same schools. If you want your kids to be able to walk to Queens Park, they can do that from Glenbrook North. It's it's easily walkable. Um, it's a nice neighborhood. Like Glenbrook North has a lot to offer and, and you know, you're not paying quite the same premium as Queens Park. Now you don't get to say that you live in Queens Park. <laughs> so. womp, womp. <laughs> I think that for me as a, just looking at my family, yeah, Queens Park or Glenbrook to me, I would choose either because it's, for me, it's all about location. Yeah. If, as long as the house fit the needs for my family, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Because I, I, what I really like about it when you said walkability and that kind of stuff is also, again, going back to all the hills and stuff in New West yeah. and just wanting your kids to, to just walk places by themselves or take their bikes or whatever it is. It's just a lot easier to kind of walk out your door and wander over to Uptown or whatever it is and, and move along that way as kids. Um, I think it's very walkable that way until they get to be about 18, 19, 20 years old. And then now all of a sudden from that age until they're 30, uh, it must be like they have to live within four minutes of a sky train and everything changes. Well, <laughs> if we jump back to condos for a second, the condos in Glenbrook North, I think were really hurt by a shift in by what buyers want. Like about 10 years ago, Glenbrook North, like all those little townhouses right by the middle school. Five years ago. Uh, I disagree. I think they took a hit. But it, uh, either way, in the past, those areas were fantastic. Like when I started in real estate, there were lots of people who would say that specific area, I want to live there. Now when I show those, they're like, oh, these are great, but I'm not really close to a SkyTrain. Like people didn't care about the fact that they weren't close to a SkyTrain. 510 whatever the number is years ago right um, i just feel like it wasn't that long ago and, and yeah. it went where because because i i haven't haven't been doing this for 10 years yet yeah um and you'd, i'd get a listing in that area and i'd be like well slam dunk totally selling this thing yeah you know mm-hmm. like everybody wants these a downtown new west listing maybe yeah. but glenbrook like absolutely i'm selling this and all of a sudden there was a just a massive shift in philosophy where you start bringing all the same people through who used to come in and just buy them in the first week and they'd say well yeah i want to be closer to SkyTrain." Yeah. potentially yeah. it's more of a catchment thing for people buying those if it's a younger family buying one of the townhouses but they they feed into don't they feed into spencer and and glenbrook north middle i think that's what jeremy's uh, saying yeah 
It's a good thing. It's, that they are at oh, UI. I see. I yeah, they're, what they're, you're they don't necessarily. I mean, there's a new school now. Key kite, 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 key kite. Yeah, I, I think uh, it evolved for people who are listening and really trying to. <laughs> they're wondering. It was supposed to be pronounced like kikite or kikite, yeah. um, but it, it became this evolution of I think a lot of people weren't quite sure how to say it, so they just said it like sort of really fast and under a breath, and it turned into like kikite. Okay, that's okay. the new down the, the, the <laughs> new school in uh, elementary school in downtown New West. Yeah, um, but yeah, people, if you had, <coughs> if you were looking in that sort of price band of you know attached townhouse condo, um, you know young family whatever, um, that was a great spot because yeah. you're in the same catchment as your Queens. Yeah, Park but you couldn't sell a one bedroom. That that, that became the problem. Is that the two bedrooms and the townhouses were appealing to families, but you couldn't convince anybody to buy a one bedroom in there. Right. Uh, yeah, that's now that's true. improved, I think, over the last few years. It's kind of settled down. There was a real like wave. Of yeah, but there was sort of definitely insistence. a shift for a while. <laughs> and I think it, it hasn't bounced back to where it was. That area is not quite as desirable as, yeah. as it was five, ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we talked about sort of the, the blurred lines of Queen's Park to Glenbrook North, yep. which geographically are right next to each other, and there's not a whole lot different to them, but the street appeal is very different, Yeah, right? And then the condos in Glenbrook are so different from condos in downtown New West, so that's important to understand. Yeah, Especially- and Matt has the only townhouse in Queen's Park. Exclusivity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. It's built in 1974. It's a big, big rectangle. <laughs> All that 1974 charm. <laughs> Heritage. <laughs> uh, okay, then we move. So our condo controversy from Glenbrook to downtown, very different perspectives there. So if somebody is listening and they live in a condo in Glenbrook right now and they've lived there for 10 or more years, yeah, they may not know that there is a very different perception of the community today than it was 10 years ago. And that's sort of the exercise of what we're trying to do yeah. with the episode today is to help people understand, of course you love your neighborhood, yeah. right? And you know it really well, but people coming in when it's time to sell, when it's time to market your home, you know, there's a new perception on a lot of these areas there, in town. There was a real shift of when I, when I started in real estate, the buyers for those townhomes were younger than they are now. Like people still buy them like crazy, but it seems to be an older demographic because the, the, the young buyer, probably coming from Vancouver, wants to be at the SkyTrain like that. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for snapping. So, at the <laughs> so the buyer for Glenbrook uh, condos is someone who drives. Yeah, they're a driver. And typically yeah. my experience is they're already uh, invested in New West. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's very true. Most of the homes I've sold in there recently have been people moving from New West staying in new west either they're downsizing or they're moving to something a little bigger for sure yeah which historically has like typically that has been the case that used to be all the buyers (laughs) (laughs) like why would i leave new west yeah okay so that is keeping us west of mcbride boulevard okay let's cross mcbride are we going to the heights sure Okay. Which heights? So many heights. <laughs> okay, so the, the Im- so confusing if you're coming to New West. <laughs> yeah, the the um, the important thing is that there were two sections of the heights, right? There's uh Victory Heights, which is a little lower down, and this was all developed after World War II. Um and I believe veterans were sold the land for an incredible discount originally. Um I turned my phone on airplane mode, so I'm not going to Google it. But they the reason it's called Victory Heights was specifically because of World War, War II. And um, I know there were there were veteran discounts, and then kind of higher up is Massey Heights. Uh, what do you call that normally? So uh, <laughs> uh, people from New West uh, lovingly referred to that as Snob Hill. Um, circa, circa. Well, when when were they originally done? Was it sixties or seventies? Yeah, 60s. so sixties. So I mean, that was the place. Like, forget Queens Park. It was falling apart in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, it was just old and run down. Yeah, Massey Heights is where you wanted to be. That was like the new New West. You had views of the whole city, which you still do. They're they're the views are spectacular there. Yeah, yeah. You're separate from all the riffraff in Queens Park and downtown. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, it's that's why that's an accurate statement. With the worker bees, The the, the worker bees. You have your new. Mid-century modern, yeah, yeah. I mean, house up in the heights with views, yeah. and oh wait, they can't get up there. It's a hill. It's harder for them. It's yeah. Literally, <laughs> a, literally it's a, a class divide. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, I mean, I think Massey Heights is still amazing, but people people don't often come to New West saying, I need to see Massey Heights. You show them Massey Heights and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I've never had somebody come into town and say, oh, I want to live in the Heights. And frankly, no. they have a hard time. I, I, I mentioned McBride as a dividing line yeah. intentionally because people who are new to the idea of New West, McBride is a dividing line Yeah, for good reason. That's where all the traffic queues up to get on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's it's a choke point. I, I like Massey Heights. So if I. they're if the the right mid century modern home, yeah, um, atomic home, posts. I'm buying that thing beams. in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, well, and you, I mean, you remember, I I tried to buy a house in Massey Heights, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if you like that kind of, there's some really nice, like, yeah, mid century, it's modern it's, architecture in there. The odd, they're not all like that, but it's my dad's number one favorite neighborhood in New West. Yeah. He, he loves Massey Heights, and and with good reason. I mean, now but he was raised on Heights Envy. Yes, he grew up in Queens Park with <laughs> a dad who couldn't afford the Heights. <laughs> One day I'll live up yeah. there. So he's just he he's got a he's got to best his dad <laughs> at some point. Is there? There's not really a, the the prestige isn't quite there, at, you know, in this time. Not at all. No, no. and that that is not an insult to the Heights. It's just no. There, it's there just more of a. a, a well-kept secret at this point like everybody who goes there loves it now the walkability thing yeah you don't have a lot of amenities does become the hurdle for some people and you have a bus no sky train yeah you're a lot more car dependent but when they built them i mean that was the the era Every, of the you just an era of cars yeah right you know yeah that was that you know, but be... both your cars in this car park <laughs> So a couple of different heights for people coming into New West, uh, same but different. Uh, what your money is going to get you from one Massey Heights versus Victory Heights really just depends on the size of the house you find, how it's renovated. I mean, there's no price differential from one to the other. There's no significant lifestyle differential. And, and that's a change because I think there was. When when New West, five, ten years ago, was, and I think this is probably longer, but when there was a lot of people from New West buying New West, it was more, I prefer Massey over Victory. There was more prestige to Massey. Yeah. yeah. And I would to- think a lot of people living in the Heights now don't even know that there's a Massey and a Victory Heights. No, they don't. Yeah. No, and but that doesn't mean that you're not paying for a view versus not having a view in Victory Heights. Yeah. Right? You still have to pay for what you get. You just maybe can't articulate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you find that people still call it the Heights? Yes. Yeah. Like a statement. Yeah. MLS is the heights. And people who grew up in New West, I think, lovingly refer to it as Massey or Victory as almost a badge of honor. Like, I can, like. Yeah. So, like, Queens Park and Glenbrook, they should probably merge those two. Shut uh, your dirty mouth. <laughs> Queensbrook. <laughs> Queensbrook. Yeah, makes, yeah, that makes sense. They should probably just mix it because they're basically the same. Right, Jeff? I hate you. I just wonder, <laughs> do you wonder if Heights people think, like, I mean, Massey Heights, they still feel that way. I, I'm i not going to try to get in their head. Yeah, Jeremy, no. you're just, you're just an agitator. Asked. Okay, <laughs> so we, we've talked we're not about... Gonna make, we're not going to make it through. This might be a trilogy episode. Oh my gosh, look at the time. No, we're not... Uh, well, we we can real quick. We got... Uh, yeah, we, have to, you, we have to finish going east. You're going to burn through Sapperton? We're going we're gonna to do the west side, Victoria of, maybe Hill. part three. But, well, and we still got Queensboro. West End, Queensboro, okay. cannot. Okay, so we're going to have to do a third part. <laughs> we cannot... Finish this episode uh, on time. Yeah. It, it is it is officially a trilogy. His best dad joke for Father's Day coming up. Okay, so so let's let's recap. We've talked about the detached stuff for the two of the Heitzeses. Yeah, uh, we need to finish on the eastern side here of New West. We can do stay on the detached house and get into condos in Sapperton, or we can start by talking about the confusing Fraser View Victoria Hill condo developments, and then close with Sapperton. Um. So I you, think you, Sapperton should be uh, the, the the third. Should we save Sapperton for the next part of this this trilogy? No, because it's too connected to the Heights. Oh, but we, there's so much to talk I just about. Really like there's talking new about Sapperton. West Group's building in we there. We got time. We got time. Okay. Let, okay, let's do Fraser View and Victoria Hill. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, we know that's high density condo development. Fraser View used to be um, the penitentiary. That was the penitentiary. The penitentiary, right? right. Yeah. 
So that was sort of redone. And, and we've got detached there, houses that were done at the, sort of at the same time in the 80s. Yep. And then, Jeff, you talked about the condos, right? So they built all yep. these condos up Richmond Street from top to bottom that are all age-restricted. And for people who are new to coming to New West and want to buy a townhouse, and they're like, hey, look at all these big townhouses over there on Richmond yeah. Street. On paper, amazing. Yeah, the, the townhouses on Jameson and the townhouses on Governor's Court amazing family townhouses that you cannot have a family in. Yeah, no yeah. kids allowed. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't count <sighs> the amount of open houses I've held. And it's a huge hill to get up yeah. to Jameson where you see somebody with kids walking up the hill and you're just shaking your head. Waving like, your hands. No, don't, don't do it. <laughs> and if you live in one of these complexes and are listening, you need to change that age restriction. Yeah, it's it's... You'll get a nice payday. It's tough. You will all make, forget the land assembly deal, you will all make more money on your properties will significantly increase in value if you remove that age restriction. Bunny at Jameson is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> Sorry, Bunny. Bunny? <laughs> yeah. Hey, a lot of those people bought in because of the bylaws. It's a lifestyle that they wanted. Um, but for our our listeners who are looking at them, it's, it's important to just know before you get too excited, right? So there's yeah, no... I mean, whether it's right or wrong, it's just tough yeah. that... Because retirees You've got this product that is exactly what you want. Yeah, it doesn't exist anywhere else, and no, you can't have it. Yeah. Retirees want two level townhouses, three in some cases. Three level townhouses. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what what they want. Yeah, um, but yeah, amazing. Really two thousand square foot retirees do. Some of these are two thousand square foot feet. Yeah. Like they are big. Yeah, they're like little double duplexes. car garages. Yeah, amazing properties. Yeah, I want one. <laughs> so that's been the area that's been known as Fraser View since the eighties. And Fraser yeah. View because it's a big steep hill, so everybody, so everybody has a Fraser <laughs> View. <laughs> <laughs> kind of self-explanatory. And then the old Woodland site that yeah. is just east of McBride Boulevard, right at the south end there near the river. Where Jeff lives. Where Jeff lives. Where Jeff lives. Also yeah. known as now. Victoria Hill. So we've, we've got Fraser View built on the penitentiary and also Woodlands built on the old insane asylum. Well, the Woodland site, Victoria yeah. Hill, the Woodland yeah. site was the yeah. insane site. US yeah. is great at uh, rebranding. Yes. <laughs> so Ani did all of Victoria Hill in a master plan community. And I honestly think of it as its own sub area of New West. Yeah. It, it should be. The, the amount of population in there is gigantic. And if you're listening and you're thinking of a place to open up a store. <laughs> like a bridal shop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than a bridal shop, uh, like Victoria Hill, right now we have a sushi restaurant. And we have a little corner store that serves coffee. Um, but it could, like Ani, when they marketed it, the idea was that there would be little shops in the bottoms of a lot of those buildings. Master planned community. And I think, I think there's money to be had by people coming in there and opening up some little shops. There's no commercial zoning in there, though. There, yeah, I believe there's... So there's that. I, yeah. It, anyway, there's thousands of people in Victoria Hill. Yeah. It is... Uh, sort of isolated in terms of there's two access points by vehicle. Yeah. You can't really even get out by foot going towards... Well, there's an overpass into well, Queen's Into Park. Queen's Park, but going yeah. east. Right. Like, you can't go that way. There's a place that you can jump the fence. Right. My son has found it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've wondered about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Takes you're, you right to the Jameson Towers. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. you're into their, their parking lot there. So you're, you're isolated, and that's why I kind of think of it as its own neighborhood. You yeah. know, you really need to know exactly what you're getting into. You're not connected to anything else. If you want to go to shops or anything like that, you are leaving your little yes. sort of... At a min- minimum, 15 minutes to SkyTrain by foot. Yeah, it's about a 15-minute walk. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. but, but it is it has grown into a pretty fantastic community, and its proximity yeah. to, Sque- to proximity to Queens Park being right across the street is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just across the street from each other, pretty much, Jeff. Yeah, but just it, we're on opposite <laughs> sides of the park. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so I walk up my street and take the dogs to the dog park, and I'd say more than fifty percent of the dog park users come from Victoria Hill. Well, that's something you should know about Victoria Hill. There are so many dogs and um, there's actually on the Victoria Hill community page, people working on like dog poop, picking up <laughs> volunteers. Because <laughs> I don't think a single building in Victoria Hill has a, a dog restriction. I don't think so. Yeah. I think every one of them allows dogs. Yeah. So it creates a pretty high density of, of doggy owners. Uh, well, and they, they've got the great park kind of in the middle where the duck pond is. And I mean, anytime I come home. There's usually about five or six dog owners standing in the park talking to each other. Like it's a Who dog. Who would volunteer community. to pick up dog sh- uh, the, the, poop? There are 100 percent 
people who walk around Victoria Hill picking up garbage and dog poop. There, there, I can't remember her name. There's one lady who organizes it, and she's amazing. Do they get some credit, some discounts at Victoria Sushi? No, like, but it's also the type of community, like, I lent somebody a table the other day because somebody threw up in the group. You'll like, never I'm see having, that table No, again. I got it back. Wow. Um, yeah, like, it just, it, they've really managed to create a real little community feel. I, I mean, I've only been there since October, but I like it a lot. So this is what was a bit confusing to me side note story great community but yeah where it fits in the fabric of new west yes right so um i my my daughter's at herbert spencer elementary yeah and so proximity where jeff you and i are very close to the school from victoria hill versus where i am and so this is one of her classmates and i'm talking to her at skating lessons and um she starts <laughs> talking about how she's thinking of moving so my ears are perking up and i'd like to do a deal <laughs> with her radar goes yeah, on and I'm like, Ooh, yeah you know you're you're in the school district this is good i want to i want to do this deal with you and she says oh i'm in a townhouse in glenbrook and i'm going to i'm thinking of hiring this realtor and she says the realtor's name and uh she says, well, because they, they do quite a lot of business in my neighborhood, in my complex. And so I'm assuming she's talking about the Glenbrook townhouses that we talked about earlier in today's episode. Aha. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that realtor doesn't do anything in there. I just did three deals in there, like, in the last couple of months. Yeah. What, what, you should be talking to me. She's like, I haven't seen your name around and all the rest of this. And a few months go by and she ends up telling me, oh, yeah, no, I sold my place. This is my address and this is the house I bought in Queens Park. Yeah. And it turns out she was in your townhouse complex. Yeah, the name of the townhouse complex is Glenbrook, I believe. Is it really? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that like the... the uh, that was a marketing sneaky sneak. The Queens Park yeah. townhouses in Queensburg? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Queensboro. Queensboro has the Queens Park development. Yeah. Um, Clever. So I wasn't sure if she thought she was actually in the neighborhood of Glenbrook or if... I guess maybe she was talking about the complex. I, That's a fun Now, fact. this is bad that I might be wrong. But I remember when I bought thinking, that's a weird name. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it was my complex she was yes. in. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we're called the Glenbrook something. Okay, so that was a little bit of a marketing twist to get people to think yeah. that they were yeah. somewhere that other Victoria than Hill's they were. its own little batch. And, and I mean, and does Ginger Drive fall in Fraser View as well? Yes. So Ginger Drive is its whole own little community as yeah. well. With, and if people don't know, Ginger Drive is just across the street from... Uh, Canada Games Pool, and these were actually co-ops originally, and some of them still are, but a bunch of them were sold off to be individual residents, and it, it's its own little community on top of that. Like it's it's weird how much how much different little spots get packed into Fraser View that are really their own. Totally their own thing. Yeah, totally. So if you're thinking of coming into New West and trying to identify yeah. the right neighborhood for you, and maybe it's based on price of what you have or lifestyle or whatever it is, this is where. I think any community you want to go into, a real estate agent can help you understand this kind of stuff, right? Or just listen to our shows. I wish there was a good way to find a real estate agent that you knew and you liked. I can't imagine how you would do that. Uh, my, my email address is? <laughs> Feedback at morealestateshow.com. We'll have a rock, paper, scissors war to figure out who gets the client. Yeah. Um, okay, last for today. Are we... Do we want to try and get into Sapperton, or do we want to save Sapperton? Save it. Oh, okay. Sapperton's going to be a big topic. It is. We got so close, though. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Tune in, tune in next week. Okay, so, well, so, so today, if you do listen to this uh, within the first few days of it launching, and I know a lot of you do, and thank you, um, and if you have any feedback for us and how maybe we can improve, or if there's more things you want us to touch on with your, the neighborhoods we have left, we're going to be talking about Sapperton. And then we're going to get to the west side of New West, so Moody Park, West End, and Connaught Heights. Mm. And then we're going to cross the river. Hmm. We'll talk about Queensboro. Yeah. Well, we don't mind revisiting if we want to recap something, if a question does come up. Yeah, if you think we glossed over something or if you think we were completely wrong sure, on something, yeah. call us out. Yeah, if you loved Jeremy's idea or you hated <laughs> the idea of merging Glenbrook North and Queens Park. Queensbrook. Fe- feel free to let Jeremy know at <laughs> mo real- feedback at morealestateshow.com. <laughs> Um, but but this will not be next week. We're going to have to do oh, this okay, two we have weeks two from weeks. now. So if you're listening yeah. to this a week from now, you can still give us your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, for next week, uh, I think we've got something pretty cool going on. Um, this is an episode that if you've ever thought about being a realtor or if you are a realtor and you're kind of just getting started or you're struggling, uh, we have a very special guest coming on. His name is Keith Cornies. Uh, he owns two Remax. 
um, offices, and he is a real estate coach. So if you have questions for Keith, um, please send them to us at feedback at morealestateshow.com. We're going to get into basically, so if you want to be a realtor, what do you need to know? Um, how do you get started? What things should you do? What things are a waste of time? Uh, I think it's going to be a really cool episode. It's going to be a great episode. And even if you're not into being into a realtor as a profession, uh, Keith is somebody who has just helped me as a, a a real estate coach, more just coaching you through just managing and organizing your life. I, a, yeah. I guarantee you he won't stick to just real estate. <laughs> no, no. It's about, you know, he says it all the time. I mean, he's got a couple of his key key lines and I won't steal all of them, but living your best life. And that's not just about when you go to work. And he's done a lot for me to just feel satisfied in everything I do that's outside of work. So if that's something you're interested in and you want to hear it, it's not just about the real estate profession. You probably still get a lot out of it uh, if you want to listen uh, just we've, we've all been coached by him and it's been huge benefit yeah. to, to all of us um real estate related personal yeah. life so, related so excited to have keith on next week so if you think of any questions or if you want to look him up his uh, coaching business is aim coaching aim coaching yep. achieve dot individual mastery dot c o m okay so that that's gonna wrap it up for today um if you want to make sure that you get all the episodes and keep up to date with us uh please think about subscribing and if you've been enjoying the show uh we would love it if you'd leave a five-star review on itunes uh this really helps us find new listeners and uh, i think that's gonna do it for today thank you thanks part three hey guys the trilogy Oh, no, it's a different... Oh, no, wait, what's the bumper that I play? No, the outro bumper is just music. Like, I don't have any other bumpers to play. So we'll just go into it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I... Well, I, I have lots of things to say today. <laughs> I have a story about the fire department visiting me. I have a story about eating a temporary crown. Okay. Not not good. Um, but I also think you should explain what a hayak is. What a hayak is? Since it's the, the new we're doing a part, new West part two. <laughs> I mean, my stories, I mean, I can sum them up really quickly if you want, and then we can talk about hayaks. Sure. Go how, for it. how long is this episode going to be? <laughs> this is the long one. Um, I started my barbecue for the first time in a long, I guess, in, in eight months or whatever. Uh, went upstairs to grab some meat from the fridge. Came down and had six fire New Westminster's finest firefighters in my uh, little courtyard garden from, area. From the time you started the barbecue... You went downstairs, got the yeah. meat, and came back. And, it, and he just had to make one stop on did, the way. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, no, I went up. I It's a charcoal barbecue, so I use like a little chimney. use a little bit of paper. Did you light your townhouse on fire? No. Why, um, the, why was the fire department there? The fire department was there because um, we have a density issue, uh, apparently. And they built my townhouse complex really close to an apartment building. And, that's normal, and that's normal. And so when and so I so the fire department had to so come. when I fire up my charcoal chimney, there's a little bit of smoke involved. Yeah, and typically the wind is blowing that smoke directly at the. So you apartment were smoking building. like right into somebody's I was smoking the crap out of them. <laughs> was it was it a warm evening? It, their windows were yeah. Everybody's you start hearing people's open. windows. You start hearing <laughs> the sliding doors. Yeah, like a '80s uh, wood frame building. Um, I mean, I got I got to feed my family. I, I really hope there's people. somebody listening to that. This <laughs> that's you, that, yeah, 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 totally. You're that guy. Um, <laughs> you know they make propane barbecues, Jeremy. It just tastes better with the charcoal. Um, anyways, came down, firefighters. What's going on? Uh, sorry, someone reported that you were having a backyard fire, which you were not allowed to do in New West, apparently. Um, but it actually was just barbecuing was it so we're good hmm. it's like yeah no that's totally fine what you're doing um totally inconvenient and annoying for the for the condo people and if you're listening i'm so sorry 
<laughs> He'll be barbecuing again but this that Sunday. Steak's not going to grill itself. <laughs> I think you should make everyone in that building steak. I should. Yeah. Just one bite each. <laughs> I should mail them each a piece of steak. Yeah. As like a thank you. Yeah. Or, or sorry, really. Sorry. <laughs> Here's your piece of steak. Maybe um, a thank you for accepting your apology. Thank you for. <laughs> I've got all these thank you cards. I wanted. It's called the presumptive <laughs> apology. <laughs> Um, and thanks you, for being great neighbors. <laughs> and you ate a crown? Oh, and I, I yeah, I, I think I talked about the dentist maybe last episode. Um, yeah, I, this crown keeps falling out, the temporary crown. Oh, I hate this story. And I was eating, and I'm like, wow, oh, that tooth's missing. And I ate it. Apparently it happens more frequently than you would think. That's gross. That, yeah, that's really gross. Is it grosser than the story you told two episodes ago? Who? You? Me? Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. This is an inappropriate story hour. Um, anyways, not fishing it out for those of you who are probably curious. What's he going to do? Um, temporary crown. It's just it's, temporary. It's gone. And I get the new one tomorrow. Friday. Wow. If you're listening to this, tomorrow. Can you can you feel that it's missing? Oh, yeah. There's like a nubbin. Yeah. You see that? For all of you watching at home. Yeah, that's a technical. Oh, sh- sh- whoa, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're they, like missing a tooth. I'm missing a tooth. Oh, so wow. There's not going to be any videos it, from us this week. Is it super sensitive? Like if you touch no, it? No, because it, it, it was root canal. So uh, it, 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 oops. It, you don't feel it. I don't feel a thing. Anyways, tell us about Hayax. Uh, I don't even know if I can now. That, uh, oh, I hate teeth. Um, teeth are. You know what? We're going really late. Let's talk about what a Hayak is uh, on our next <gasps> New West, uh, on, our, on part three Ooh, you know, in the of biz, a New West Side story. They call that a tease. That is a tease. <laughs> Thanks.